0: The car you drive every day should be fun.
1: But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries.
0: You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Divide. So it's actually happened, we are here in the middle of the pilgrimage trip, the thing we've talked about for all of our lives, uh, actually almost. (laughs) We've got three of the guys who are on this trip, we've got uh, Derek and Ted and Tyler are with us, so uh, we will be hearing from all of them. Uh, because we are right in the middle of this trip. We wanted to record right at the end of the Nürburgring Day, but we realized that day was going to be so long, we were going to be so exhausted, we wanted to just kind of celebrate at the end of the actual trip. Well, yeah. So we recorded this a couple days before you're hearing it, and tomorrow is Ring Day, but so far we've done spa, and today we did road tour, mm-hmm. and now we're prepping. We're here at the Ring, and we're staying right off the GP track. At the unused roller coaster we've heard about.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you hear some background noise, that's uh, the GP track. We also are at a place where we've got a lot of hot cars driving by, and we also are all on a single stereo mic, so you might sound a little bit different than yeah, we usually sitting, do. But it's in nice. Hotel room, yeah. We're all just really having a conversation, and that's what we wanted to do with these guys because even though we haven't, you know, really all of our lives—not quite. I mean, when I was ten, I didn't really realize this place existed. <laughs> But that's the point. When you do realize it exists, you're going to want to come here. And I feel like the guys are going to want to come back, to be honest. With everything so far that's happened, we had a great tour day. Mm-hmm. We had the Lotus Evora 400. And we got people in cars. We got mm-hmm. butts in seats, which is nice. And different, different uh, you know, opinions and thoughts.
0: Yeah. And uh, I just had a staggeringly cool. sad realization huh. while packing for this trip. My son, who's almost seven, comes in and he's standing in the closet and he's talking with me about me going. He doesn't want me to go. we're having that conversation that you have with your six-and-a-half-year-old son. And then I said, well, I'm going to Europe to drive with Uncle Paul. And he said, straight-faced, I kid you not. He said, oh, are you going to the Nurburgring and Spa? What? (laughs) It's only because you've talked about it. It's only because
1: we have talked about it for so long son, he knows at seven
0: years old. Yes, which means I am forever ruined. This is where my bank account will go. Some, <laughs> and my wife said, Hey, could you take him? I was like, He's he's Yes, mm, but he's actually n- still a little bit little. <laughs> yes, but as much as Europe is okay with bring bring after the family, ten. Yeah, we just gotta get him after yeah, ten. I him. mean,
1: you wanna come away with memories. I don't really remember anything when I was eight, <laughs> nine, ten. But I certainly
0: didn't come here. You
1: know, after that, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're creating memories, and hopefully that's what we're doing for these guys. So we are in the middle of the trip. We have had Two things. As you said, Spa Day, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the driver's version of Spa Day, Yeah, and we've also had Tour Day, which has been a bit more of a relaxing time, not quite as hectic schedule, but we've been able to take our time and do some roads and... Have some lunch and then, uh, yeah, wrap it up with. Uh, well, with I'm actually curious
0: from you guys because the way the tour day worked out, we had a lot of really cool cars. We had they were doing the leading the charge in a, a Mercedes GTS. Sadly, yeah. that was not on the menu to drive. I say that only because uh, it really wasn't too bad because the stuff on the menu to drive was still awesome. There was a Cayman platter. The Cayman S, <laughs> followed by the Cayman GTs. Right. So they come you could you compare your Cayman. Would you
1: like, sir? Mm-hmm. What Cayman, would you like? They, they had are?
0: two variations of the E92 BMW M3 because uh, RSR, who we're partnered with for this trip, did a series called uh, Standard versus Modified. So they had their right. standard version and they had their modified, more track-focused version. They had two of those, and then we had uh, the Lotus Platter which was the two, two forbidden fruit <laughs> cars. The Lotus Exceed with the V6. That's the version we never got in the States. Yep, yep. Followed by the brand-new Lotus 400, uh, Evora 400. But the problem was we had guys for all those cars. So Paul and I were not in any of those cars. So as a result, we're following along in the house-slash-van <laughs> and uh, did not go quickly. So Which I'm actually is actually curious. entertaining. It, the, in it, its the, own right.
1: The diesel manual transit van, the Ford Transit van... You can get on it, and I've, I'm proud to say I redlined that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, many times. And beating on it into an inch many of times. its life. You know, the fastest car you own is the rental car, mm-hmm. and in this case, it's the diesel transit. Yes. With the
0: five-speed, six-speed, I guess. But I'm actually curious from you guys, what, I mean, ultimately you did that thing we all talk about. You did the Autobahn high-speed mm-hmm. in a sports car, which, candidly, we haven't
2: done. So I'm curious, what, what speed did you hit today? I... I know at one point in an Exige, I did 133 miles an hour. Okay. And everyone talks about the Autobahn is just perfectly smooth pavement. Well, I do. Exactly. I mean, I, That's I, probably I, where I, I heard, I heard it. Yes, uh, I pointed that out. I can tell you driving an Exige, it is not smooth pavement. <laughs> <laughs> at 130 miles an hour, that steering wheel is just vibrating in your hand. I'm sure, yeah. wants way. to tear it so, out of your hands, yeah, I'm it, sure. That was an event and uh, yeah. unforgettable. Nice. Well, nice. you mean that, that it's got... One of the most
0: informative steering racks anyway, that Elisex mm-hmm. Siege platform. No assist at all. So I'm not surprised, Ted, because yeah. I, I can only imagine how much road feel there is going on at that speed. I mean yeah. we're we're trundling along with the man, not at that speed. And yeah. That'd be frightening. Although we did have
1: the McLaren last year for a tiny, tiny short stint. Yeah. Tiny blasts, but that was just merely a taste. I mean But it's not but that's you know, not these guys uh, got in uh, everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you that's the restricted That's still got uh, you know, electric power steering. Does it electric or is it hydraulic? The point is, it has assisted power C, steering. It I'll is, go with it that. has assisted. So uh, that's very different than the Lotus in that regard, even though that does feel like an overgrown Lotus, which is one of the best things about it. Did
1: all of you get in every car today? Was there a car that you did not get in? I'm curious.
2: I only did one of the M3s. Okay. And okay. I was okay with missing the second one, because okay. I did the Cayman GTS twice, which was amazing. See? <laughs> See? I mean, <laughs> Tell At me. the end, I thought, well, I didn't do that other M3, Oh, wait, no one's in the GTS. I'll take that again. <laughs> okay, so everybody, yeah. this is Ted, and he is a Porsche owner. Tell yeah. everybody what you have. I have a Macan S. Okay. And then I just recently got a 911, the 997 GTS. Yeah. Very okay. nice. So you're very already nice.
1: Porsche guy, but yeah. you have yeah. not been
2: in a Ka- uh, I, Cayman. I, I had not been in a Cayman. Until now. Yeah.
1: And you drove all the flavors. Well, the yeah, flavors that, that, we have. The Cayman
2: GTS compared very favorably with the uh, 997 II. Thing. I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear mm-hmm. that. They weren't that different I mean the steering in the 997 is different mm-hmm. but sure. they both sure. they both were very you know it was very comfortable very familiar
0: yeah what speeds did you guys get to
2: so the most I saw I think it
3: was actually when Ted was in the Exige I was ahead of them in the track m3 the standard mm-hmm. m3 not the track one okay um right. and it was right around the same probably about 133 or so uh, but I was in kilometers, so I was seeing...
0: What was the kilometers? What was the I KPH? Think it was 2.30. Yeah, you're up around 2.30. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. 2.30, um, I was getting that section of road, the steering wheel was just vibrating the mm. whole time. Yeah. So that made it a little more exciting, um, but... <laughs> Comparatively. And, and not yeah. always straight. There was, like,
2: big sweeping yeah. corners. Well, that is one of the things vibrating. about
0: the Autobahn. I mean, you think in the States, I mean, you think about Texas and other places where you're on the major interstate... And you swear you can see the curvature of the Earth at the end of the straight line. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You here. probably no. can. You know, but that does, but that doesn't happen here. I mean, it, no. as, as awesome no. as the Audubon is, it's almost I feel like a constant flow of big sweepers. Mm-hmm. It, yep. it it is snaking its way slowly through the terrain. Of course, you can carry sta- staggering speeds on it still, but it isn't just a big straight line through the forest, which yeah, is kind right. of cool.
1: Derek, what did you hit? What uh, what car were you in that you thought okay, I could do this? I can hang out at these speeds. What did you hit? I I,
4: I did get up to 230
0: as well in the. That's track. 143 miles an hour, by the way. <laughs> oh, is <it>? yeah, there <laughs> we so go. just wanted you to know that that's what oh, that was. There we go. We're yeah. moving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome.
4: So I was in the the, the track focused flavor of the M3. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, with the full five point harness. And, yeah. You know, it was it was quite an experience. Um, a lot more uh, feedback response information coming from the car than what I'm used to in my in my uh, car at home Um, and so it's like okay I got all this information what am I gonna do with it Mm, you know mm. it's uh, because it's I'm not used to like I could hear a little more tire noise than I was used to there's a little bit um, of something going on there Uh, but you know, also it's there's still a good fear feeling in the in the steering, and it's yeah. like oh, like I I normally when I'm driving at home I'm kind of devoid from the road, you know. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're back a step. You're back sure. a step. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm a little more, you know, focused on this. Um, so that was a really cool experience. But I, I definitely got to the point where I was like, you know, two thirty, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna back off a little bit because it, it, the, the speeds you're going by people, like the differential between what you're going and what other people are going is really the only thing that
0: that's um, your favorite reference yeah that's how yeah. the speed manifests and it's it, like wow i didn't feel like i was going that fast and, and nine then, times out of ten that one you're passing is an 18 wheeler <laughs> which just makes yeah. it okay i'm going by a billboard right. i know is going 80 and i'm going by him like he's parked yeah.
2: well that's what i noticed in the exige going by an 18 wheeler the car got sucked into it oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah which right. i've never experienced before in any other yeah. car
1: Okay, so I, I want to touch on Lotus a little bit, and thanks to our friends at Komotech here mm-hmm. in Germany, they are not only a tuner shop, but they do, they are an authorized dealer for Lotus, and they kindly, very kindly, brought us an Avora four hundred, which mm-hmm. is just being introduced in the states at this point. It's been in Europe for about eighteen months. But uh, I wanted to put these guys in it. I wanted to put you and I in it because we've driven the S, Mm -hmm. the Evora S. This new car is 85% new, according to our friend Marcus, who is uh, from Komotech there. And like I said, K-O-M-O-T-E-C, they they serve everybody worldwide. Mm -hmm. People all over come to buy cars from them because of their service. And we are calling them out because uh, they helped us out so much today. But we did put these guys in the Evora 400, and I want to get your take. We've talked about the Xege and how crazy raw it is, but think about you're living in Germany and having this at your disposal. It really changes changes your shopping proclivity. Your
0: there it is. The way <laughs> there you it think is. about
1: like how I work that in there? I do. Yeah. The way you think about shopping, and I've heard you know various people say in Germany, well, I wouldn't buy a Tesla because. It, it's limited on its top speed. If I'm spending that much money, why not get the 7 Series or the S-Class? Or
0: Sure. Because yeah.
1: now top speed is a consideration when you're buying cars because now that's going to be how you get around Germany. It's a privilege to do this here. So talk to me about the 400, your experience in it. Todd and I just did a Fast Blast review of it, so we have our own opinions, but I want to hear from each we, of you. We can do 165
0: in a diesel transit van, though that's true
1: that's true it's um scary at that (laughs) speeds but uh uh yeah the back end gets real light yes (laughs) it's uh it's a little strange um but uh derek i want to hear from you you had some time in the 400 yeah i did yeah i actually started off from the 400
4: um, okay with with, uh, no pressure no (laughs) pressure (laughs) Um, especially since as i told you guys earlier i was a little nervous about the manual Mm -hmm. you know i i it's been a long time since I've owned one. Um, I'm getting this brand new car. It had 774 miles when I sat in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Next brand to the guy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
4: who took the day off to bring the car. Yeah. You know, so,
0: uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's like,
4: okay. Reintroduction um, to manual. Although, Although, yeah. Oh in the deep end, yeah. <laughs>
1: Although he did tell me, he said, don't ding the car. If you're going to wreck it, I mean, completely destroy it. <laughs> Because that will be better for their insurance rather than just a little ding or a nick or a bump here. He said, destroy the car and that will help me. (laughs) Okay, haven't heard that one before. I can can do that. I can carry enough speed. (laughs) But yeah, keep going.
4: Um, But, I mean, he was the nicest guy in the world. Um, You know, he, he was happy to let me go out and, you know, Burn up his clutch a little bit. A little bit. I wasn't
1: too bad on it. Um, you were breaking it in a little bit. There you were, we go. You know, taking the de- the the guild <laughs> off the lily, right? Yeah. You were just <laughs> it's a little a nice too fish. fresh. A nice it's fish. a little too <laughs> fresh.
4: You to did get it broken in? Um I was actually
1: surprised at how nice the interior was. Hmm. Um, I, d-
4: I didn't know what to expect. Sure. Like Lotus, I was thinking more along the lines of the Right, because
1: the Exige is a race car. That is yeah. as raw as we talk about. Well,
0: and what's funny, though, is that Exige, if you if you get in that Exige and look at it, because this is, I don't even know how old it was, but I mean, it's this V6 we don't even get in the U.S. It's, Few a, years, it's the last couple years of old years old car. Yeah. So that, it's funny, because the Exige was always the stripper track version of the Elise platform, and yet that Exige interior now is now nicer than the nicest Elise's we got in the U.S. Right, right. They keep adding bits to it and adding... The material quality and the seats keep improving. I mean, I looked in the Exige, and unfortunately, I didn't get to drive it today. But why uh But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I did I did get in it a little bit, and and I was impressed by the fact that they keep refining that interior to a good degree. Right. But I agree with you. The Avora is not only better than the Elise Exige platform, but it's actually better and improved from the S, from the prior, from that. That yeah, is. is interesting.
1: Okay. So you like the interior. What I else? Like
0: the interior. What else struck you?
4: Um, it was surprisingly easy. To drive for me too mm. I, you know at, at a novice you know uh, comfort level you know with with the manual transmission um, you know I, it it was it, i didn't have any issues cool. Um, good cool uh, It was really comfortable i didn't really get
1: to open it up Too much. Well, Um, he was limiting all of us to four thousand five hundred RPM. I mean, I I might have exceeded that just a touch, but again, we're just helping him break in the car and get get things going. He didn't (laughs) say good. Okay, then good. He was just sort of like, keep it cool until the engine's fully broken in. But you know, no mechanical sympathy. Go. All
2: right. So Ted, tell me about your four hundred experience. So I drove that once we got here to the to the ring. And so we were, it was on just the winding mountain roads. Yeah, around was, this area, yeah. Yeah, just a beautiful experience, you know. So a lot of shifting. That The Good. transmission in that is much better than the Absolutely. It was. It's yeah, such it was, an improvement. It's, yeah. it's
0: the best yeah. Lotus 6-speed I've ever come across, which yeah, is great.
2: So that was really nice. And just on those winding roads, we, were, we had a lot of, you know, switchbacks. You're getting mm-hmm. down. Yeah, into, we did. You had the to first gear crank on things. To do these 180s. Yeah. Um, right. Right. So that was a lot of fun. Because as soon as you get out of that switchback, everyone was, you know, gunning it and going, you know, straight up the hill. So that was nice. It uh, Comparing it to the Exige, the Exige felt really torquey. And it didn't feel the same mm. level of torque in the 400. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because I wasn't, you know, getting the RPMs up. It didn't quite wind so, it all the way. Exactly. You know, it really wring its neck.
1: But, you know,
2: okay. But it felt so solid and planted. It just was, you know. Cool. There was no... Rolling or yeah. any flexing, yeah, yeah. it was just perfect, you know.
0: And you got in it as well, right, Tyler? Oh yeah, that Good. was a nice change from the M3. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get into that right after the competition setup M3?
3: Um, I started in the competition setup, and okay. then after that, I was in the standard setup. Didn't move fast enough. None of those keys move fast. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at the yeah. at the
0: changeovers, you gotta you gotta dive for what. No, you want. and it's, yeah.
3: everyone's fighting over the Porsches and the uh, Lotus low tie. Uh, there you go. But it was uh, when we pulled off the freeway, the freeway, the Autobahn briefly, mm-hmm. and we didn't even park because there was nowhere to park yeah. uh, in the pull-off, mm-hmm. um, I was right behind the 400 and I said, okay, that's my chance. So I Good job. jumped in there. Good job. Um, it's kind of tricky because if you can imagine it, you know, we're in a pack of, um, I guess it was about 10 cars. Yeah, because we had 10 other cars people with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. mobbing down the Autobahn, keeping in a line, you know, whenever passing things. So I'm at kind of the head of the pack. I haven't driven a stick in like a year and a half or so. Sure, yeah, Yeah. no pressure. No pressure at all, Mm. Uh, but that car was incredibly easy to drive. Yeah. Such a difference from the M3. Mm. Um, That's the first mid-engine car I've ever driven. Okay, cool. And that, mm, yeah.
0: Did you get in the Caymans later, though? I did. Okay, so compare those two in your mind. (laughs) 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 He's stumped, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) all of the above.
3: That was the GTS, which I had really briefly, but that was really nice. Um, the big differences there, though, was uh, you know the Caymans are obviously they're, they're a bit more luxurious inside. Definitely, oh Definitely. yeah. Um, than yeah. the 400, but that was still like Derek was saying, really nice inside. I mean, mm-hmm. it was you know a lot better than I was expecting.
0: In the 400, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he can was see that. kind of
3: showing me some of the interior features and everything. Well, nice.
1: I, I expect at that price range, Lotus has to step it up if they're going to start charging us as consumers, enthusiasts, consumers of product. Yeah. I mean, we do have Porsche as a benchmark, hate to say, but the interiors yeah, right. are pretty great. You're and right. if you're going to sell me a car at that price level, I want something pretty nice. So I'm glad that everybody's, you know, kind of recognizing finally, mm-hmm. you know. Not finally. I mean, the prior cars were okay, but, you know, coming out of the siege and people are talking about that car and then going to a Porsche, which seems like a dump truck at that point, you know, yeah, just correctly. in size and it's you know just, refinement well, yeah. quality. Yeah. You know, just I mean. Well, yeah, it seems in like in terms a, of size, I guess the,
0: the, the Cayman seems larger significantly, but it also seems more. It seems like a. Grand Touring car in comparison to the Lotus. Mm-hmm. And I would never yeah. go, Cayman, Grand Tour. I would <laughs> yeah, never right. think that way. <laughs> but yet when you make that jump from that Exige Elise platform to that Cayman, you start to get that, oh, I could I could drive cross. First thing that strikes me every time is, oh, I could drive cross country in this. Then I think, that's not what this is for. It's just that right. much more refined than the, than the uh, Elise and Exige. But I felt like the it was on par with the Avora, legitimately. And when we drove the S, I was struck by the fact that I felt like, the S was a car that somebody like me would buy over a Porsche, but I'm an sure. awful niche buyer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yet, most people are going to just go with the Cayman because they're going to think it's a better car all around. I felt like the 400 has stepped it up enough that you could have a legitimate conversation with somebody about, have you looked at an Avora instead? Mm-hmm. Without yeah. being a weird guy like me, have you looked at an Evora? Yeah. Have you actually put both those cars together and driven them both? I felt like it actually became competitive which is really cool to see. Well, you
1: all listening hear from Todd and I so much about the differences, and that's why I wanted to ask these guys and get their opinions, really. I mean, you're hearing directly from the mouths of these guys after they're driving the cars, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's just not necessarily a huge contrast because we're definitely agreeing on a lot of points here, but they're different cars, and identifying all of those things and then how does it push our buying buttons, you know, mm-hmm. directly connected to Visa and MasterCard and on our yeah. our heartstrings, what tugs on our heartstrings yeah, the sure, most. Sure. And for somebody like you, yeah, it's that, you know, you are that buyer. Lotus is a small company. They don't appeal to everybody. Yeah. And they are clear they don't want to appeal to everybody, which sure. is fine. You know, a portion
2: of the refinement. Be, they want right. to be a legitimate
0: alternative though. And I feel Certainly. like it's and, been and hard to be yeah. that. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. kind of like you have to talk around some things. I mean, honestly, here I am showing my uh, obvious proclivities. There it is again. But, <laughs> but I mean, look at, look at the cars that I like. The FRS, the Evo, the Lotus, the common thread in all of those is they handle really well, and the interior you kind of have to get over. And when you shut the door, you know, it's... You have to just kind of yeah. go, I'm going to accept this. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: and, and I feel like with this Evora, there's, Lotus is stepping to a place where that's not a
2: caveat anymore, which right. is cool to see, Right. right. you know? Yeah, that's been nice. Yeah, what's up, Ted? So the um, I felt like the Evora was much closer to the Cayman than the Exige. So my question for you I Todd, agree with I agree. is, I agree. does that Evora still, you know, fill the same hole in your mind as when you when you talk about you know liking Lotus so much? That's a
0: great question. I mean, I, I think I would have to take a serious look about what am I going to use this car for. And if it was a car I was going to buy as my fun only car, I would still go at least Exige. If it was going to be a car that I would go for, okay, I'm going to drive this a lot. I mean, it's not just going to be, hey, I'm going to take a fun drive, but I've just got to do life in this car, I would go Evora, certainly would absolutely. And I, Because I think, you know, as I look at, at sorry, it's my, it's my benchmark personally right now, the thing about the FRS that comes into play constantly is I have a trunk, I can put stuff in, I have a backseat for my son. Mm-hmm. Now, he could sit in the front seat. He could do that. I don't have to carry stuff. That is true. But those are just things where when life invades, it's just nice to, to say to my wife, hey, yeah, you know what, I need to take your, your uh, Cayenne for the day, and you can take my car, and you can, whatever errands you need to do, and if you need to run our son somewhere, all of that's fine. That gets harder when you get, hey, take the Elise. Now, she'd probably enjoy it, and so would my son, but it's a little less, this makes sense, you know, and the Avora doesn't make that sacrifice as much. We should talk about yesterday, though.
1: Yeah, we should. I mean, there's so many, uh, I suppose, people that use sports analogies to relate, but we're going to upshift to the next topic. <laughs> oh, no.
0: You know what happens after that? We get some sort of ridiculous <laughs> digital jingle where we have to press the button and it plays. A little yeah, jingle. right. Door. Now we're, we're upshifting. We're, for. No, that's not We're not going to do that unless
1: it's car noises. Even the no. toaster at breakfast was no, making car bad. noises. Yeah, it was. It was vibrating, making race car noises. All right, so yesterday we were at Spa, and we started the day with a track walk, which is pretty rare. And I felt a lot of the history and significance and the weight of driving there, because last year you and I didn't get this. We just We were thrown on. into the track day with another group. In the rain. In the rain.
0: <laughs> which feels like Spa, but there was no prep. It was just, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we didn't even get a driver's meeting, because the driver's right. meeting was in German. So we're standing there watching it rain. Question marks over our heads. Exactly. (laughs) Watching it rain on spa and thinking, well, kind of good that it's raining, but... Here's a car! Exactly. Go ahead! (laughs) Welcome! You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, we had this track walk in the morning, which was absolutely beautiful. The weather here has been spectacular, and we hit it just perfectly with the day. The sun rose, and it was just beautiful. So we started off with this chilly morning track walk with Ron Simons, and he was just, you know, walking us through a lot of the history, and putting a a sense of gravitas in everybody to take this seriously. And folks, you know, we're not racing. This is not a race. This is a track day. But, you know, we're here to improve our skills as drivers. And that's what I want to hear from you guys about is, you know, where you came away with. Because we started with instruction in the morning. Just after lunch, we continued. And then it was on for the rest of the afternoon. We were in BMW M235Is, all of us were, and trading out. So we had also an open pit lane which means you could pull back in whenever. Mm-hmm. You could do a few laps. You could stay out for an hour.
0: Yeah, there were no sessions. I mean, typically yeah. you go to a, to a high-performance driving day. I mean, when we did our Chicago track day, and this is this is not an indictment. It's just a reality of how most track days are run. What session are you in? Are you in the beginner group? Are you in the intermediate yeah, right. group? Are you in the advanced group? They separate it out. Not here. It was just. By the way, folks, track is open, mm-hmm. and so the guy in front of you might be in a GT3. Actually, in this, in the Spa, the guy in front of you and behind you were both in GT3s. I was out there by myself with just GT3s at one point. It's it's everybody nuts. passing, man, and we keep missing the end the of this line. desire was strong, but we keep missing the end of this line that is dispensing GT3s to the populace <laughs> yeah. because they're everywhere. I out was there. sick it's, that
1: day. I missed the sign-up
0: sheet. I mean, all of the above happened. They were handing them out as yeah. you entered the building or somewhere. We were I, gagged in the closet. I don't know what happened, yeah. but the point is, we weren't around, and everyone else had GT3s. <laughs> yeah. So that that is the big thing. case but, of the wants over there. But, but there was a, there was a McLaren out there. There was a race-prepped VW Beetle, and I mean classic VW Beetle that was <laughs> yeah, that drifting was, around that all was the corners. Goofy. There was a best. one-series BMW hatch that was race car to the point of being unrecognizable, that shot flames. <laughs> Big, huge, long tongues of flame at the back. And then there we are in the BMW he was all through um, So it was whatever, whenever you wanted to get on track or pull in, I mean, pretty much people were just coming in when they were out of gas, so we're trading out. That was an issue, I think,
1: for all of us. I mean, we were blowing through fuel, mm-hmm. and even though there is a gas station on premise, I mean, it's a reality when you're at, you know, Red line all the way around the track. you yeah. you know, heavy driving. I, I think that was uh, a bit of a bummer, but, you know what? Part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, like I said, I want to hear from you guys having the track walk with us in the morning. And you came in. You know, some of you who who had not Tyler had never on track? driven
0: on a track before. You've never been. On <laughs> track. I'm going to call you out, but no. I mean, seriously,
1: no, but it's you're true. starting way, yeah. way <laughs> up way here up at the top. And all tracks after
3: this. Oh. Yeah, that's. What everyone keeps telling me yesterday yeah. it was completely insane. It was so <laughs> like fun. rain. What? It rains here. No. I know everyone says it's going to be raining. And you know, my first time on a track I go, it's sunny. It's gorgeous. We go on this track walk, which I wasn't, I didn't know we were going to get that. That was amazing. Yeah. To, especially to be able to walk through the history. Um, we spent most of our track walk on Eau Rouge, mm-hmm. which was yeah. really nice.
0: That was very helpful because that corner is very helpful and daunting. And you get such a easy. sense of the elevation gain when yeah. you walk it over anything else. Yeah. You suddenly think, this is a hill. I am out of breath walking up this hill. Right, right. We are not kidding around. <laughs>
3: no, the first time we saw it just driving up to the track, we went, that's a lot steeper than we thought it was. And we're yeah. right. actually standing on it. We're going, whoa, whoa. That's. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, something. Think, it really is. It really is. Yeah.
3: But it was, um, you know, I had a great instructor. Derek and I were sharing car. Uh, we had the same instructor, and he was great. Um, his name was Roy. Roy, yeah, from, Roy. RSR. Yeah. Yeah. Roy from RSR. Yeah. Yeah. We had
1: great instructors, and Roy was definitely one of them. Yeah,
3: he was great. You know, really, um, really patient, kind of just helping me focus on finding the line, knowing where the line is. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing you need to know. Yeah. Above anything else, above that, and also using your brakes appropriately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were learning. Well done. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or using them hard enough. But, you know, it was intimidating in, like, the first lap to the fifth lap. And then after that, it was like, okay, can't get out there enough. Mm-hmm. Learn more every single time. Improve more every sure. single time. Yeah. The cars were
0: great. The disease has struck. Oh, I get yes, it. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the fun part about being in these cars is they're not GT3s or they're not GTRs or something really hot. But the fun part is creeping up on these cars, because there were plenty of drivers mm-hmm. who were in fast cars, and those drivers were terrible. very good.
0: We're terrible. Yeah. And you let's just, let's just go there, yeah.
1: So, I mean, okay, you know, you pass those guys, but there's other fast drivers and fast cars, and mm-hmm. when you can genuinely hang with them for a little bit,
0: yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: you know that's due to your driving skill, and you're getting yeah. better, and you're seeing their line, and you know, of course on the straightaways they've got you, but okay, through the corners. But, but when the
0: GT3 goes past, because... It's a GT3. And right. then for the next two corners, you're actually sticking his, to his wing, and then he's gone. It's like, okay, all right. Sure. I'm, I'm not in the weeds. Sure. You know, you're yeah. still in the GT3, and I still miss the line, but I'm not in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those cars, yeah, it was, it was fun to follow
1: them. But yeah. uh, the cars that we did have, the, the 235i's... It reminded me how much I liked that car and how well they did on track. Mm-hmm. They were really strong once everybody had them in Sport or Sport Plus. Yeah, I think they really came to life for everybody. I mean, Derek, what was your experience?
4: I was really surprised. Um, so they were automatics. I, you know, just put it in automatic and mm-hmm. it, it had the right gear whenever I was going. Forward. Okay,
1: so did you ever click? Um, I
3: don't think I did. Or I do you know. just let yeah. the, I transmission I just I only, the transmission decide? I was focusing so much on the line that I just didn't yeah. really want to give myself anything else to think about. Sure, sure, but sure. But for the last few laps I had on my own, I kind of started going there. I'm like, okay, I should try at least a little bit. But sure, good for you. for the most part, just for the learning experience.
0: <laughs> I agree with you, though, Derek. I mean, go on. But it's definitely a situation where that transmission I found most of the time, it was where I wanted it to be. So okay, all right. They're not going to complain about that.
4: Exactly, um, and the, I, I've had a few track days that I've done, and so uh, for me it was great to have the instructor with me. I was not familiar with the track. Mm-hmm. I had I was planning on playing it, you know, on my console before, and when you know my wheel chose two weeks ago to crap out on me. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah, of course. So there goes of course that, course that practice. Yeah, line. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, he really, uh, Roy, helped me on weight transfer. That's something that I mm. never really mm. had a good. Um, understanding of uh, you know, I, I focus more on braking zones, acceleration, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, dab of the brakes before you go in. Get the weight on the front. Sure. Um, you know, get make it stick. Yeah, make it stick. Um, and for me, that was huge. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, it was fun- something that it didn't click right away, but once I got it, it was like it. You can notice the difference. You mm-hmm. get get a good feel for it. Um, and Have so, you
0: tracked a rear wheel drive car before?
4: Um, I was trying
0: to think if I did. Cause isn't your current car all-wheel drive? It is, okay. yeah, and the
4: car before that was as well. I think um, I had a SLK for a while that was rear-wheel drive. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. But uh, if, I, if I went out, it was, it was only once, and that yeah. was a few years back. Um, but, yeah, that was new for me, too, was, you know, the rear-wheel drive platform. Um, mm-hmm. I got it to step out a couple times, which was which was kind of fun. Very cool. Um, especially uh, what, right at the last corner. Bust up. Yeah. Coming out of there. Oh, man. And you're cranked over, so it yeah. yeah. get squirrely. That was fun. That was fun. But yeah, it was great. I, uh, he was a great instructor. It started off with a lot of instruction at the beginning, just you know, trying to make sure I'm doing everything um, safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he he quieted down a little bit and let me just <laughs> kind of you know apply some of the things that yeah, I already yeah, learned, yeah. and that's when things really started to click. You know, we get through the corner and say, okay, either that was good or here's what you need to work on. Sure, um, sure. And for me, I, I noticed I was I was improving more. Um, as he was just kind of letting me do things, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. then I could learn from that. So that was awesome, and it was also great. Uh, Tyler and I ended up riding with each other, um, mm-hmm. even once we were done with the instructor at, at two or three. We noticed that. Yeah, How'd you, that were tra- work you
3: guys out? are trading was cool off. Idea, it was
1: cool yeah. Actually,
3: it was helpful, especially to have someone kind of keeping an eye on your mirrors as well, because you know there were a lot there was a lot of hot stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was also kind of nice to have someone keep track of the laps. That's a difficult thing to keep track of as yeah. You? There's sure. a
0: lot of information yeah. coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was helpful. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned to me at one point, Tyler, that one of the things you found interesting about writing with other people was just you're continuing to see the track.
3: Yeah, you get a lot more exposure to the track, so you're getting, you know, for me it was trying to, you know, remember all the corners in the right order, mm-hmm. right? Because anyone who's played it a bunch of times on a console, they're going to know that. Ooh, I don't. Yeah. So being able to see it more and more, now I can replay more of it in my head. Sure. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you're with someone else, you can kind of pick up on how they're negotiating certain corners because there's certain corners that I... Mm, Absolutely, could not do in there. Once I was better at, was the same with Derek.
0: You know, we were able to. Pa- Paul and room. I find yeah. that. I mean, yeah. invariably, we have a corner. We'll start talking. You know, if, well, if we play it on a console, it's funny because you can see it live. Yeah. We so rarely get the chance to ride together, but when we start talking about a track in the pits, every time we start talking about favorite corners or corners we're struggling with, they're never the same. We never have the favorite same favorite corner, and we never are struggling with the same corner. And I always find that fascinating <laughs> because it's just certain corners you just go, oh, I get that. That that, that right. sticks with me, and off I go. You know, and other times it's like, how did you, what happened right. with the- You did it that way and that was fast? Yeah, what man. on earth? Yeah, how did yeah. that happen? Yeah, that's cool.
1: I mean, really what it is is tire management. As you're pointing out, Derek, it's tire management and, you know, where the weight is on the car. Uh,
0: you know, we that's liquefied the tires on <laughs> oh, every yeah, BMW. Did. They were chunking and, you know, that's you' When you're driving this, yeah, when, you, when, you, when you turn down the straight and you're hearing chunks of the tire just kick up in the wheel well, it's like, yeah, back. this car's done. This car's <laughs> just done. We were hard on those cars and they were champions. They, they did a great job. They really did. They held up really well.
2: How was your experience, Ted? So I. Um, actually, had two different instructors, which was fantastic for me because mm-hmm. they're so all different. Yeah, they they said the same thing in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So the first instructor was Alan and I went out with him for two five lap sessions. And my first five lap session, I would call it incompetent or you know <laughs> not exactly dangerous. Warming to the but, track, yeah, <laughs> it was not just the, the track. track; it was the car. The car oh, yeah. was so different coming mm-hmm. from a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. To the M. M two thirty five I was yeah. drastically different. Yeah. The brakes mm-hmm. did not feel the same. The accelerate yeah. <laughs> and, and in automatic mode, I'm like accelerating, expecting a linear acceleration, and it's downshifting on me. So it just was not <laughs> hey, doing what I yeah. Wow. So it <laughs> yeah. took me I'll, it took me a ten laps to Kay. really feel like I kind of knew the track and I knew the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. All so right. So my first five were not good. Second five were. Much better, but I was still making a lot of mistakes. The track yeah. was warming yeah, yeah. to you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the, after those first ten, I, I, I jumped in a Clio with the instructor. And he drove around for three laps. That was so helpful. Mm. After I had driven it for ten laps, and he told me, he's yeah. in my ear telling me what to do. And I'm not quite in getting the line right. Because I can't. Translate his words. and yeah, visualize what he said. That was Maurice. Yeah. You jumped in. No, with. This, right? this was still uh, Alan. Alan. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I drove with him, there were all kinds of things that he wasn't telling me that I was observing. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. there, were, there were parts of the track where I was braking and he wasn't braking. I said, mm. oh, I can just carry this same speed through this whole <laughs> yeah. section of Five yeah, yeah. Corners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like right after Eau Rouge. You don't have to break through all those corners. And I was breaking, thinking that they were, you know, I need to do something right, different. Right. Um, that double apex corner. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Uh, Puhan. full or double Yeah. I never got that right until I watched him do it because mm-hmm. I was doing it at, trying to do it at a constant speed and I couldn't get the corner right because mm-hmm. he said, you know, he's saying, oh, you have to go wide here. I'm like, but the car is not going wide. Mm. And as soon as I was in the car with him and felt exactly how much acceleration he was doing through that corner, and yeah. how much faster he was going in the second half of the corner than the first half. Yeah, you right. I could mirror that. Because now yeah. I knew, now right. I knew right. exactly what the correct thing was. Mm-hmm. And I was actually able, like immediately after that, I was able to do that corner correct. And
1: it hung on and the car was fine and you went,
2: oh. Not only was it fine, it was amazing. And you it got faster. It was beautifully fun. Yeah. And you got faster, That's you got faster incredible and you're just kind of field. sliding around at yeah. the limit. Yeah, you're just kind of corner? feeling
1: it around yeah. and yeah. clicking off the curb and. Yeah, you're not just your holding
2: your, your corner, you're accelerating through yeah. it, which puts a huge <laughs> smile on your face. Yeah. 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 So that was fantastic. And so those kinds of things I could not get by someone telling me. I had to observe it. Interesting. Interesting. And so that was tremendously helpful. And then um, I still felt like, eh, I'm not really great at this, so I asked for another. Okay. With, and that's when Maurice got okay, me. Okay, so that was a different instructor, yeah. And he had a very different style. Yeah. So Alan was very much uh, telling me what to do and then telling me all the theory behind it. So it's like we'd go through a corner, he'd tell me what to do, and then he'd explain all the things I did wrong and why, you know, my weight transfer was wrong there. Okay. You know, okay. and I'm like, I'm on the next corner and he's still talking about the previous one. Sure. And it was good. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I don't right. want to, you know, I don't want to say don't tell me things because I want to hear it all, but it was sort of a different style. And Maurice was very much of the, okay, here's exactly what you do right now. You know, yeah. break. then you're going to be right, left, right. and, mm-hmm. and right. Yep. turn in, brush the brakes, on the power, yeah. right. you know. And he was, he was trying to tell me what's coming up ahead. Um, Which is also so a step ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that it was yeah, yeah. two different styles, and that was very helpful. Well, that's kind of what just, rally drivers do.
1: They've got the co-driver calling yeah. the next turn, and that's yep. kind of helpful. So and, so you know.
2: I, I felt like I had three different kinds of instruction, and they all worked together to, Good. to make it better. Because after that... I was so much better. I had a ton Good. of fun the second half of the half of the day. And that was just you and the car at that point, putting it all together. Yeah. 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 Good. And, right. you know, I, I, as soon as it was just me, my first two laps, massive traffic. I was just somehow in the wrong yeah. part of the track. Mm. And I was like, but yeah, then I hope this, get this, but then after get out two out laps, there. it cleared up. And the whole rest of the day, it was clear. Fantastic. And it was, uh, yeah, it was beautiful after that. I mean, what
0: what are we guessing? 25, maybe 30 laps we each got. I think it was 30 cars. laps each. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Over the course of the day, yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. a lot yeah, of stuff. I mean, at, at least, I think, about, I think about how much. How or I should put it this way: how little time you and I actually <laughs> got in the car to get that film done. Yeah, and we yeah. just we we bathed in track time yesterday, and yet we all still we got it. We got it this <laughs> morning in Spa, and, and of course we're gathering these great cars out front to do a road tour. I mean, how great is this day going to be? But while doing that, we can all hear because our hotel was close enough to Spa. We can all hear. That day's today's track day had started at Spa. We all just kind of kept looking longingly as we were hearing the yeah. engine, thinking, why can't we go back? In spite of how much time <laughs> yesterday, we all wanted to do it again.
1: I know. And you came into the pits at one point and handed me the keys and said, I'm luxuriating. I'm yeah. hogging this car. I want more, but you need to go drive. Yeah, Yeah, and, and absolutely true. To be at that point, yes, we all want more. We all want more. But... but this is a starting place, we
0: but know I got, we have to come back. But you're right. I got, to, I got enough you time just, on track like, today. I got enough time on track <laughs> today. I began to feel like I was being spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was it hilarious was just to me. Such a perfect day. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. late afternoon light. Of course, I'm a sucker for cool light. But late afternoon light, the track is thinning out. I just started thinking, I need to stop. Because this is in this weird, ethereal place now, and it's, I'm just going to sit here and giggle. So I had to park the car, give you the key, let <laughs> you get some God. more laps in. But it was a fantastic day, and I'm so glad you guys got to do that and enjoyed it yeah. so much. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Well, as we've talked about, we're midway through the trip. We have not done the ring yet, and we are here. We're listening to the GP track currently, and uh, we've had the roads around the ring. We've mm-hmm. been you know, looking at it, studying it. But tomorrow it's on. And this is a very different experience because The Ring is not a modern track. It is, as Dom said last year in the film, curb, grass, fence, cliff. Yeah. And you probably watch Ring videos. Uh, Our conversation has devolved into Ring
0: videos as well.
2: Well, No, no, no. I have to tell that story (laughs) properly. Okay, Okay. These
0: guys all start arriving. They all started arriving at the beginning of this week on Monday. They all right. started arriving. And of course, everybody schedules their own flights, so they're all coming at different times. So we're sitting around. We, we found a central place. We're all gathered. And so what are we going to do? We're going to talk about the trip. And we're talking about the trip. And we're getting to know each other. And we're, and we're meeting yeah. and all that. Yeah. And it's the curse of the internet. Because at some point in the midst of that conversation, ring crash videos come up. So now we go from people who have come, not sure how they feel about the ring. Mm-hmm. Not sure how they feel about spa, <laughs> and in some cases, track driving to let's pick up our phones and watch people just crumple cars into balls against Armco. And at some point, yeah. Paul realized, this is a poor choice. <laughs> We've this changed the entire trip, and now we're just going to all get on planes and fly away. But <laughs> the thing about the ring, though, that I love, I submit to you it is the world's greatest canyon road. Oh,
1: that's Spa a good way of looking track. at it.
0: Spa is a full-on track. It's it short is. short enough that you can you can just... Repetition works in your favor. It is. You feel... Modern runoff zones. Yes. It's enough. F1. You know, you have things like En Rouge that are still, they're scary and they're daunting. Yeah. But the situation is set up that you're probably not going to have anything go wrong. And there are kind of ways to kind of avoid it going wrong. Whereas a Canyon Road, there's all kinds of unknown variables constantly. And it's tight. The ring Mm -hmm. has all of those elements. The only thing the ring has going for it that a Canyon Road doesn't is it doesn't have cross traffic. Otherwise it just feels to me. Yeah. One I was gonna say oncoming it. traffic. That's but, what that's know. what I mean. That's okay. I mean. Oncoming yeah. traffic. Yeah. The the on, the only reason that in some ways I like the ring better is I'm a, I'm just a sucker for a good canyon road. But yeah. there's always traffic or where we are, random sheep and elk in the road. But right. you know, that's the, the problem. Right. You know, there's the day I was hooning with my son and came around a corner and there was a black footed sheep standing in the middle of my lane looking at me like, What? <laughs> What's your problem, buddy? You know, and of course, my son never even looked up. He was like, "Why'd you swerve, Daddy?" Yeah, forget it. We just we're <laughs> so, driving. We're good. To protect we're good. you, son. <laughs> we're fine. You know. But so that's the thing. We won't have yeah. hopefully any random sheep. We won't have any traffic coming at us tomorrow. Otherwise, somebody's done something really wrong. You're, but otherwise, it's a canyon road.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I like that. I like that thinking. And uh, again, we're not out there as uh, as heroes. If you're Sabine or uh, you know, you grew up here Ron. driving the ring, or Ron yeah. certainly. Yeah, they've got the track mastered, but we're here to get more laps. As we are told, it takes about 100 laps to for you to be considered as knowledgeable about the ring. So we're, you know. We so had, we'll start but, you
0: guys off. The counter starts tomorrow. So, uh,
1: <laughs> dropping you into the middle of that, but yeah, yeah, I think the biggest thing is to have fun, as Ron says. We're we're not in a race, but this is track day. In well, I'm curious. Improve. I mean, what are your
0: thoughts going in on on the ring tomorrow?
4: I'm a bit apprehensive. And, that's fair, Derek. That's yeah. fair. and the YouTube videos did not help at all. No, much. yeah, was, <laughs> I'm sorry, that a sorry about that's okay. that. Was okay. That was a bad idea. That's okay. But I mean, um, I was talking to the instructor. He said, well, "You know, what's your goal for today?" For me, it's it's to come out, have fun, come home in one piece, mm-hmm. um, because that will allow me to come and do it again. Yeah, if absolutely. Some, you know, if something happens. I'm not gonna feel comfortable to come again. my wife probably won't let me come again, yeah, because um, sure. I have kids. so um, that's my goal for tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, it's just come out. have a good time. i I like what you're saying about just approach it as a canyon road. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that makes total sense for me because there's so many corners, you're not gonna learn them all. You're not gonna you know make sure you've got the perfect line through all of them. so just respect it like like it's a road mm-hmm. um, and and you'll be fine. And these
0: instructors do know all those corners. And so that constant flow of info, which is so great, and you've seen it it happen in the film, I mean, they are a constant flow of info about where to put the car. And the other thing, very canyon wrote about it, is it's not necessarily on the line that's the best line. Because weird undulations, and because of what happens at the next corner, or that piece of pavement is strange, or whatever, you're not always where you would think, well, this is where the car goes. Well, in any other track, sure, but not here. So that's the great thing about these instructors too, is they'll give you really weird things you don't expect. Plus, we were all laughing earlier in the day. We walked around some sections of the track and saw all the graffiti. Because every year, right before the Nürburgring 24, people get out on the track late at night and they paint graffiti, many of which is vile, I must <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, rather <laughs> inappropriate. But,
1: but, uh... but,
0: and, and, that, and that's the stuff we could actually read in English. I mean, I'm sure if we could read all the German, we'd be like, wow, <laughs> that's not appropriate. But, um, but in some cases, your reference points are graffiti, mm-hmm. which is hysterical. Well, you're looking
1: for things on the track. I mean... Who cares if you can read it or not, but that yeah. white mark or that pink letter right there, yeah. those are now reference points, which is actually helpful. Which is hysterical. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. So we're on the ring tomorrow. I mean, what do you guys yeah, what's your feel thought, at this point?
2: I'm i am very glad we did Spa first. Good. because I It's good Mike, to hear. It's good to hear. Okay. You know, not having much experience. um I wanted I think one of the biggest things besides the track and everything at spa is getting used to having D T threes blowing by you at twice your speed. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, right. Well I I I was the only experience I had before was doing some driving schools. Mm-hmm. And so everyone okay. on the track was at a similar level. So we yeah. did some passing, yeah, and yeah, pass, yeah. But it wasn't, you know, there was no one doing twice your Nobody speed. Nobody just surprised in your rearview mirror. Yeah. yeah and right. so so having a day of that where I'm getting used to, you know, looking in the mirror and having being able to judge, you know, if I can see him <laughs> close how, how speeds. Close he speeds, yeah. How how much time do I have before he's going to be right yeah, on yeah. stuff? So I'm, I think that was very helpful, and because I, I think uh, walking around the Nurburgring, it looks narrow. <laughs> it is, it <laughs> and, is, yeah. And that's significantly more narrow than those straightaways at Spa.
0: Yeah, you're so, right. You're um, Absolutely right.
2: Yeah. So I think that 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 was a really good thing.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool here. What do you think, Tyler?
3: These guys kind of nailed it for me because, like Derek was saying, I'm a little apprehensive, but kind of the description of as a canyon road kind of the way to approach it makes it less intimidating for me Okay. because looking at it today it is, it is narrow mm-hmm. and there are a lot of corners um, mm-hmm. and the fact that I just had my first day of track driving yesterday <laughs> mm. on spa <spot>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, caveat it's caveat. all fresh in my mind now you know how to mm-hmm. negotiate the traffic mm-hmm. um, you know how to take corners appropriately how to you know stay in where you are the faster guy will find the way around you that yeah. kind of thing um that gives me a lot more confidence going in. Good, good. Um, I'm definitely, I feel exactly like I did before SPA. I'm totally excited and I have no idea what to expect. So it's, yeah.
1: Well, the great thing we've talked about is when you have a guide, i.e. a pro instructor, riding shotgun with you, that's one of the best insurance policies you can possibly get and being set up for the next corner. Again, just like rally drivers, when yeah. they're setting you up for speed, car placement, when to turn in, when to brush the brakes, when to leave the car neutral, all those kinds of things. Todd and I found that hugely helpful and yeah. we continue to embrace it. It's always great to learn something. You know, it's it's the, the people who think, I got this, I got this, you know, unless you're at the, at the Ron and Sabine level. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, again, it's something to keep in mind that we're here to have fun, but that is that's the great news, and that's going to make it even better, even more fun.
0: You know, I was struck on spa yesterday because you know when we were here last year, we didn't get any instruction. We've already said that we didn't get any instruction on spa. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right.
0: And I've done I've done it on a console game more times than I can count. Yeah. Okay. Well, we actually did have that one lap. Kristoff yeah. hopped in with us for one for one lap, and he okay. actually drove you one lap last year. Yeah. Right. 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 But it was literally a lap. Okay. So there was no real like let's figure this out. And Christoph was one of those instructors that was spending most of his time assessing me and then giving me some pointers after corners versus okay. in corners. Okay. So, what I found so great on Spa yesterday was being given reference points. Because there were three uh, or four corners. As yeah. many times as I've even done them on a console, I'm, I don't even know what my reference point is.
1: Especially Eau Rouge. Is that what you're referring Old to? Eau Rouge is
0: one, and also uh, La Source. Yeah. Where's your braking zone on the source? Because mm-hmm. that's the one yes, if you've seen the film, that's the one where I spun the car. So clearly Todd needed reference points. Well it was okay.
1: raining and but you turned traction control off. The, these so are these
0: there there's a series of brake crumbs that led to it. Yes, this is true. But but I kept trying to figure out what the reference point... I couldn't figure it out in the game. So to have a reference point given to me yesterday... Of course, they also did that thing they sometimes do at track days where they put out cones to help you for extra reference. Yeah, they put them on so the it apex, also had that, turn which in, is great apex, track out. It also helped with eyes. Yeah. Having cones yeah. just instantly helps you with eyes, just keeping eyes up and tracking for that next cone because that may be at your left window in some places on the right. spot. Right. But having those reference points... And then the track walk yesterday was crazy because... You found undulations in Eau Rouge I did not know were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know mm-hmm. it's a big hill. You go down to the base and you come up. I mean, if you've seen it, even on TV, you know that, oh, yeah, it goes down into the base and it comes up out of the hill. Whew, yes, yeah. until <laughs> you stand there and realize there's a couple little bumps in the middle of the uphill, and you think, where did those come from? Yeah, it's great to look so at all it. all of that instructor reference that. is amazing, and that will be the cool thing about Here Tomorrow, because that stuff I don't I, I literally don't think it's possible to learn without somebody whispering in your ear. Well, hopefully not whispering. Hopefully they'll be yelling very loud. Okay. Like but punching you in the arm. Seriously. Screaming like a girl. Well, yeah. No, that, that's what it's gone too far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, we will leave things there. We can genuinely say we wish you were here. Yes. These guys are, and they're having a fantastic time, it sounds like. And uh, we wish you were here, maybe next time, possibly next time, but we've talked about this so much. and Yeah. Now we're doing it. It feels a little bit surreal for us, but it feels also pretty cool and familiar to
0: be back. Well, it's weird to be back. We were talking about this before. It's, it's, feels like it was so recently it doesn't feel like it was a full year ago and i think it's partially because the film came out you know three four months after we were here and it feels very fresh and, we, and we're we back here and we're seeing friends mm-hmm. which is really cool like guys yeah. at rsr know it us, is nice and they've been so welcoming to these guys which is great and uh, and so they've been awesome to help us so thank you guys as always for listening we would welcome you to uh, rate and review this podcast we would love that uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, if, if you're sitting here scratching your head at this entire podcast, first <laughs> right. off, kudos to you for sticking with the entire podcast if you're confused by it, <laughs> right, but right. secondly, if you're trying to figure out kind of what we're doing and you haven't seen the Pilgrimage film, you can find that through our website, it's on Vimeo, we have them on Blu-rays, you should have a stack of Blu-rays in your closet. I do. Uh, so you can get a sense of this trip, we have really tried to replicate that film in trip form as many of you listening asked for, that's why we're doing it, we're going to do it again. Thank you guys for joining us on the podcast and on this trip.
1: Yep. Yep. Agreed. Thank you guys for listening. As Todd says, rate and review and find the videos online. We've got a lot of stuff coming the remainder of the year, including the BMW film, which is uh, this year's feature length film. We're looking forward to to sharing all that with you guys. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and cheers.